Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whether your business needs cars, vans, or larger commercial vehicles, you can rent from the best lineup in the UK with Enterprise. And with flexible long-term rental, you can get vehicles for as long as you need them, from minutes to months. Whatever the mission, Enterprise's mobility experts can build a bespoke solution to suit your business needs. Visit enterprise.co.uk forward slash business to find out more. The man, the myth, the modern classic. Only here for a visit. The riotous must-have new book by Alan Brazil. Featuring legendary tales from a life lived large and loud on pitch and off-piste. It's the year's most explosive rock and gold memoir. Only here for a visit. The brand new autobiography by Alan Brazil. Just what you need for a lockdown read. Now available in audio form from audible.com. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, happy Tuesday. I'm Jason Cundy and welcome to another edition of TalkSport's daily podcast. In today's poddy, we've got Simon Jordan's brutal assessment of England's performance against Belgium. A TalkSport pundit claims that Jack Grealish is the closest player we have to Paul Gazza Gascoigne. But we start the poddy with England chat as well as Gareth Southgate's management. You'll hear from Troy Deeney, Danny Murphy, John Watson. But first up, it's Simon Jordan. Where are we? We had a depleted side out there yesterday. I'm not giving excuses to Southgate. I think he's vanilla. I think he's Ole Gunnar Solskjaer in an international guise. I think it's the bland leading the bland. Right? But I think also he's a decent communicator, a decent football man. One thing we talked about, Gareth, and the positive aspects of England was bringing some younger players through and playing free. I remember talk, having these yeah, conversations, no watching England yeah. playing with freedom, and no fear. creativity yeah. and no yeah. fear. I think we've lost that. Now, is that an individual thing where players are feeling the pressure a bit more because expectancy's growing? Is that Gareth's fault? Well, partly if he, he's the man in charge to give them the freedom. The formations he's been picking and the players he's been picking has shown a, a bit of negativity in my eyes. Got it, it's not where he was at 18 months ago, 12 months ago. I don't think he's watching the games and thinking everything's okay. It's Ericsson on his 100th appearance for Denmark who smacks it into the middle of the net and England find themselves a man down and a goal down. Where do we find the formation that gets all our best attacking players? And also you've got to understand that we're not, we're not going to go and try and take everybody on. We, we can't, I don't think we can do that personally as, as Belgium has proved there's three or four teams that are probably better suited to doing that than us so it's a very tough balancing act isn't it getting an extra man who can be creative on the pitch would have to come in a midfield three that means going back to a 4-3-3 he has done before and he and he might do again but as, a, as it stands playing that 3-4-3 makes us a bit predictable and I think history suggests if we carry on playing that way we, we won't win it Kane climbing up for it headed on and brilliantly saved Mount with the second header that's England's best moment of the night by a long way I just think from a manager's perspective and is Mr Southgate going to go on a situation where he go we're going to score five you're going to score four or would he try and nick it 
and introduce people like Jack and, and whoever he might have on the bench at that time. So I just don't know whether he would be brave enough, is probably the wrong word, but to go out and take it on, really. I just think in the last year or so, whether he has lost a degree of faith in the players, whether we've had a couple of setbacks and um, he's, he, he's not, he doesn't feel as confident about it as he, as he did before... But we are set up not to lose. There comes a point where, you know, are you getting the inspiration to these players? Systems are one thing. How you play within them is another. Look at the way Grealish approached the game. Grealish trying to cut onto his right foot then. Pirouette goes back the other way and then onto his right again. But he can't keep his effort down as he fires a shot in and it goes over the bar. Look at the tempo that he played in. He'd have been anywhere on that pitch and got the ball because that's where his mindset was. He's the closest thing to, to Gascoigne, in my opinion. It, that we, we haven't seen that, that maverick that guy that will turn a game on its head and, and literally, as I say, want the ball anywhere. That's, that's a very strong thing to have, especially when we're going into Euros where mm-hmm. there's going to be pressure, it's going to be amplified. You need people that don't care about making a mistake. They're going to make that horrible through ball pass that take that chance when people might, it's yeah. easy to go yeah. side to side, he'll try yeah. and get through there and, and try and score. He might lose it four or five times, but that sixth one, we might go and win the game 1-0 and it's his fault. reminded me of that game you mentioned against Czechoslovakia when Gascoigne came on the scene and he scored a goal and the cameraman cut to Bobby Robson on the bench and you could lip read him saying it oh that was absolutely brilliant Mm. and I think that was the moment in his mind when he realized that he had a special talent on his hands and hopefully Gareth may think after last night he's got one now. There was sad news at the weekend on hearing legendary Spurs and Liverpool goalkeeper Ray Clements passed away aged 72. He won an incredible 13 trophies in his time at Anfield before moving to Spurs, winning the UEFA Cup and the FA Cup. His former teammate at Spurs, Pat Jennings and Glenn Hoddle paid tribute to him on TalkSport 2. But first presenter, Paul Coit, read the final exchange he had with Ray. You know, when um, something like this happens and you often look back and you hear answer phone messages or messages on text and stuff, I'm going to end with this one because this is something that sums up. And if, and if I could say anything about Ray, I told Ray what I, this was in September. And I've just seen this on, on WhatsApp and I've just looked back and I wrote, and I wrote, Ray, I hear you run well at the moment. And I want to say what inspiration you are. And it's an honour to know you keep fighting. And I look forward to introducing you at, at Spurs again before too long. Get well soon from Coity. And he's just text back and he put, thanks, Coity. I'll keep fighting and hopefully see you in the new season. Oh, bless him. Absolute gentleman. Couldn't hope for a better teammate. And always great coming to me with great crack. And uh, as you say, what what a fabulous goalkeeper. I mean, whenever you look back at his record, what he's won, that speaks for everything. But as I say, he was just uh, just a gentleman. Always a pleasure to be in his company, whether it was on the golf course or socially or whatever. Just uh, absolute gentleman. Every week, he was the last out of the dressing room. And, uh, you know, we always used to have a laugh with him about that. But that's that was how professional he was. But he was a great goalkeeper, a fabulous goalkeeper. And, and you know, I was asked to put my uh, my greatest 11 that I played with, and Ray was in goal. Peter Shilton was a wonderful goalkeeper. I played with some good goalkeepers. But Ray, I, I put Ray, uh, Ray as my best I've ever played with. He was such an unselfish goalkeeper. He was brilliant, great communicator and a winner. As tributes continue to pour in for Ray Clements, TalkSports, Paul Hawksby recalled the time he enjoyed the company of the former Spurs goalkeeper. Back in the mid 
nineties, um, I went to an FA black tie FA do, and uh, I was on Clem's table, and I'd never really mm. met him before, and he was he was everything that people have been saying it has really kind of. Uh, rang a bell with me because he was such a lovely guy you know often you meet famous mm. people especially a guy who achieved as much as he had and you know there's this acceptance sometimes with famous people that they think they're the planet and we're the satellites that kind of orbit them mm. and it's all about mm. them but he wasn't like that he was asking me about 90 minutes he was chatting away he was chatting to my wife who mm. was there and he was just a really lovely approachable friendly guy and i was really sad to hear the news yesterday and uh, we had a little family story that comes from that night where um, uh, Ray danced with my missus and uh, on the dance floor she sort of stepped back and uh, stamped on the foot of uh, someone and um, I looked over to see it was it was Alex Ferguson (laughs) Got right down, right down on the foot. I thought you were going to say she fell to the floor, but Ray caught. No, no, he probably would have done. But Alex Ferguson didn't give her the hair dry. But no, uh, a, re- a really lovely fellow. Everything, <laughs> everything good, I've been hearing about him from his friends and everybody else's was my experience as well. So such a shame. Hamilton made history this weekend by becoming a seven time. Yes, seven. One, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, you get it. World champion after winning the Turkish Grand Prix. The great Sir Jackie Stewart lavished praise on the British driver on Talk Sports Breakfast. But first, his father, Anthony, told Jim White that it's the will to inspire others that drives Lewis' thirst for victory. He races because he loves what he does, but also he loves to inspire others. And at the moment, his achievements, we hope, are inspiring young kids who have a dream to want to, you know, achieve a dream. So as far as Lewis is concerned, and we as a family as well, it really is about hope, opportunity, dreams, achievement, and not so much target. The great drivers of the past, if you like, the way back in, in, the, in the 20s and 30s and up to Fangio and then, of course, uh, Jim Clark and, and, and so forth and, and Ayrton Senna. He's beat all the records in that respect. You just can't take that away from him. And, and he's done it. He left McLaren at the right time and went to Mercedes at the right time. His decision-making in that respect was a huge amount to do with the, the, his own natural talent. And, and he's just excelled himself in that respect. Lewis is championing a great cause and inspiring lots of other people to believe in themselves. And that's the key. You know, when he came across the line yesterday, the emotion that went through his mind was disbelief of coming from a council house and actually getting into the sport to now being a seven-time world champion. It's the stuff of dreams. Back to football now with the news of Derby sacking Philip Cocker. Wayne Rooney is now the senior figure leading the first team matters. Troy Deeney, Danny Murphy and Simon Jordan gave their thoughts on whether or not Wazza, no one ever calls him that, would become the full-time manager. Do I think Wayne Rooney can learn something from this experience and maybe build himself into somebody that will go into management? Yes. Will it be good for Wayne Rooney? Will it help Wayne Rooney by getting the manager's job, which I don't think he'll get anyway? No, I don't think it would. I think it would be quite jarring. So I think this is an incredibly difficult ask, and I would urge Wayne Rooney at this stage in his career to be careful what he wishes for. I think it would be a massive risk in their current predicament. There's nothing wrong with a risk when you're in a position of strength. So when they gave it to Lampard, for example, they felt the squad was decent. This one's a bit different for me because they are in a 
really, really difficult predicament now, bottom of the championship. And there's a bit of nous needed and a bit of know-how to get them to change momentum at that club. I, think, I still think they've got enough quality to do it, but it would be a massive ask for Wayne to do that. Rooney onto Ashley Young. He gets the ball towards the edge of the area, sends it across the face of goal. It's cleared by Noble into the path of Rooney and instinctively pops it home. How do you impact the first 10 to 14 days? Are your training sessions good? What are your days off like? Is there any new things you're teaching people? And obviously in the Championship, in 14 days, they'll have six games. That's what people will take on. It won't be a case of, oh, you know, he's Wayne Rooney, he's great. But what does he do that changes and takes us from the bottom of the uh, Championship to where they should be, which is top six? What I might look towards is a, if I, a fit and healthy Nigel Pearson were available. He plays brave football. Leicester played brave football under his times. You know, and the basis of Leicester's 2015-2016 winning side was the team that uh, Pearson produced, that, that, that Ranieri inherited. I'd like to think that there's an opportunity to bring in a, a solid manager that knows his way around that division and promote Wayne Rini into a, into a number two or first team coach role so he can learn his trade in yep. the same way that others have. Staying in the Championship, the new Sheffield Wednesday boss Tony Pulis has been speaking to the media. He told TalkSports James Savundra about the challenges that lie ahead and why he's taken the job at Hillsborough. It's a massive club. It's a it's a club that I, you know I'm, I'm, I might be lucky, I might be unlucky. That I've been around people all my life who've either played for this football club, have been at the football club, supported the football club, and it's always been one of those clubs that everybody here or everybody outside have always talked of it so highly and its potential and everything else. Over the you know the 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 periods that I've been in professional football, I've seen great highs and obviously great lows at the football club. At the moment, you know it, it needs something to buck it up to get the results that everybody wants. And it was just one of those things that, you know, you either want to do or you don't want to do. And and, and it, it was as soon as um, the chairman rang me up and spoke to me, we could sort it out, get it done. And yeah, I, I really fancied the challenge. You've never been relegated as a manager in your career. How much confidence does that give you heading into this challenge? Yeah, James, nobody ever talks about I've all been promoted out of every league and I've been to a cup final and the last stages of Europe and finishing the top 10 in the Premiership and I've done this and I've done that and produced players. You know, give Gary O'Neill his debut at 16. He went on and had a fabulous career. Shawcross, when he was 17, got in my team at Stoke and has played 500. Nobody mentions all that. Always, well, you haven't been relegated. Come on, James, be positive for once. Wonder what it's like for a footballer during the international break when they're not on duty? No, I didn't think so. Well, there's no point in you listening to the next bit. Troy Deeney can tell us right now. It's the, probably the one of the few times you get to, to chill out in a very high intense season. And obviously, let's talk about now for us. Obviously, our aim is to get promoted. So everything's about winning every game, more pressure than than, than normal. Because in the Premier League, you kind of had certain games you'd expect to win and other games where you just try to be in it. So that was good um, for us to, to take our minds and clear our minds. But I think for the lads who went away, so you had like Craigie Kafka obviously had a yep. big game for uh, Northern Ireland. So for him, that's like, it's intense again. It's all about that. It's all about we have to win this game. And yeah. he's probably looking at it as a, as a last time he could probably get to a Euros, maybe thinking of retirement, maybe things of those nature. So yeah, it, it's interesting. The dynamic around the training ground is very interesting to see. Hello, I'm Laura Woods and this is TalkSport Daily. Back to my show now, the Jason Cundy Sports Bar with me, Jason Cundy, and some boy called Cat 
all. Uh, here's what we do, doing our very, very best. As far as I go, on, on that I have uh, deep fried and battered is sausage, yeah, fish, yeah, um, chicken nuggets, chicken, yeah, a bit of chicken, yeah, and that's it, mate. I yeah. mean, anything else? Would you like? What, what would you, I mean? I mean, beef is the only other one. I think we missed out a bit of ba- bacon. I don't, I don't, I don't mind a, a nice battered ring. You know what I mean? Like a nice little uh, onion ring. Battered ring, eh? Yeah, yeah, big fan of that. Battered yeah. sausage, battered ring. ring. That'll do me on a Friday night. There Absolutely you go. What, eh? what a night in, a night out ah, that is, eh? let you know that tonight 5.30 Hull take on Grimsby in the Papa John's Trophy that's on TalkSport 2 it's exclusive commentary for Mark Wilson and Neil Redfern I'm back on the Sports Bar on TalkSport tonight at 10 o'clock there'll be another one of these TalkSport daily poddies out first thing in the morning until then be safe everyone be safe that was a podcast from TalkSport The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk.